Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Yes, You Can podcast. My name is Hannah, and I am the host of Yes, You Can. Today, it is a new year, and it is the time when everybody starts thinking about habits they have, habits they want to have, the person they kind of want to be. I've seen this time and time again with spin and working at gyms, that it is a point in the year that's undeniably the time when you want to change something. So today I thought what better person to talk about habit forming than Sarah from Three Pines Organizing. Now, before you start, you know, stop this podcast and you're like, like, girl, I'm not an organized person. I don't want to hear about this. I don't want to feel bad about my space. Let me stop you right there. I hired Sarah in the summer and we made, became friends in my kitchen while looking through my pantry, which had items from, I'm not even exaggerating, 2014. These were non-perishable things that were way beyond their expiry date. And there was absolutely no judgment or shame. Sarah talks to us today about the correlation between mental health and having a space that you love, tips to get started on in organization, systems and processes and little things that you can do to love your space, feel proud of it, and take control of it. So if you're looking for a new habit and you want to be a person who loves their space again, isn't frustrated, isn't stressed, um, this is the episode for you. I wanted to give a quick little shout out to Wheelhouse Live, which is the platform that I teach on. If you're finding me through Instagram, you definitely know this already, but I am so in love with what we've created. And you can still use my code Hannah 25 to get 25% off your first month. There is also a two week free trial when you sign up. So your first month won't start for two weeks. And then you'll have four weeks on top of that at less than $30. And as we're talking about new habits, I cannot stress enough how amazing you will feel after coming to one of I mean, any of our rides, um, but certainly my hope for you when you come to mind is that you feel great about yourself. You feel empowered and, and strong and confident. We also just launched off the bike workouts led by some amazing motivators, Christy, Cortland, and Regina. Anna is going to be coming up soon. These are all women and people that I love and respect, and I am so excited to share with you. So once again, Hannah 25, get 25% off your first month with Wheelhouse Live. Without further ado, let's talk organizing with Sarah from Three Pines Organizing. Oh, everyone, I am so, so excited to have Sarah from Three Pines Organizing here to talk about organization tips. I had the pleasure of hiring Sarah for her services, and I'm not even exaggerating when I'm saying it was like life-changing. And I've kept it up, (laughs) which is, I feel like I'm giving myself my own little pat on the back. You should though. I should. should. Um, Because it was just such a great experience. And it was something that I had been thinking about. I think everybody who's listening and tuning in is probably seeing these organizational shows pop up on Netflix. Um, So I'm just going to ask you, like, how did you get into this little talk, talk a little bit about your business, what you do, what services you offer. And um, we'll, we'll let the listeners have a few tips they can take away from this episode. Go ahead. Well, thank you, Hannah, for having me. This is so exciting. I'm so excited to be able to talk to you because I have listened to you and I think it's so fun. Oh, awesome. So, so I, you know, been looking for a long time. I've been a stay-at-home mom for 
you know, nine years and was always thinking, what am I going to do? I need, I need something to do besides, um, what I'm doing and I want to contribute. And I just couldn't find anything that really like set me on fire as far as a career goes. I'm, I've never been a career person. It's just not been a goal of mine. And I tried house cleaning for a while and it was awful. And I'm like, I, I can't do this. So, um, you know, as my kids were getting older and we live in a really small space, I started seeing that like, you know, they needed some sort of system in place in order to thrive. And my husband would get so frustrated with the Tupperware and I'm like, we can't live like this. Like this can't be our existence. So I've got to figure <laughs> this out. And, um, I had a friend and she said, you know, I helped this older woman and we, I just organized her house. And I was like, wait, what? Like you just organized with her? And so then she's like, yeah. And then of course my, I am like such a forward thinker. So my wheels got turning and I think I completely overwhelmed her because I'm like, we should start a, a business. We could like do this. And, um, so she's like, no, no, I think, I, I don't think it's for me. So, <laughs> so anyway, time. yeah, totally. And then, um, so it just kind of got me thinking like, maybe I could really do this. And, and, you know, I, I love people. That's been a huge passion of mine for a long time. And I always have wanted to help, but don't necessarily know where I fit in exactly. Mm -hmm. So I started doing it for friends and it just kind of took off because they're like, Oh, this is actually really helpful. And I found like, you know, not only do I have a talent for it, but I think I just worked really hard. Mm -hmm. So I got lots of, you know, training and talked to a lot of people. I, I had people critique me all the time to give me tips on how I could get better at it. And so I don't necessarily think I was great at it right away, but I worked really hard to just get better. So did you always love organizing though? Like, is it, were you always an organized person and like, and was your room always organized like as a kid oh or was gosh. this something that you... You know, I look back in it now, I'm like, you know, is there any telltale signs of this in my, um, in my past? And, and my room, I think would like any teenager would be messy, but I remember the feeling of when I cleaned it and when I sorted things and when I put things back mm -hmm. into place, I felt like a completely different person. And that was the yeah. only place I wanted to be was in my room because it was so nice. And, um, my dad was a carpenter and he came home from work once and he had a tool belt around his waist. And I said, I need one of those. And he's like, why? And I was like, cause I need to put stuff in there. So I had that, like, I need to like put things into things already at a very young age. Yeah. And like being really resourceful with the thing. Yeah. Like, so for the people who are listening, um, so Sarah, obviously we're, we're talking in the time of COVID and we're speaking virtually right yep. now. And so I had Sarah come in before uh, we were in our code red restrictions. It was, it was in the summer at some point when, things felt more normal. Oh, good. And what, what I loved was that Sarah sort of asked me what, what style of, of service I wanted, whether, and I think, so you do like an all, you know, you come in and yeah. you just organize four people, but what you said to me, and I was, that was sort of my, I'm not gonna lie. That was like the first thing I wanted. Like, I just want it done. I just, <laughs> the I wanted, people would say that. Yeah. I just want to come home and have it done. But right. what you um, I wouldn't say you convinced me, but you just, you know, pitched this as a proposal was like, if you're a part of the organization, I can understand how you work and what you need. And then we right. develop a system that works for you. And you've literally right. went through every single, we did my kitchen, uh, parts of my kitchen. And you're like, do you use this? I'm like, 
I thought that was yours. (laughs) I didn't bring this with me. I'm like, I've never seen this juice, like this lemon juicer ever. I just want to be clear. So we were at a point where I just had so many things. And for people listening, I, um, I've talked about my, my mom and my family. And so with my house, I have a lot of things from my family home because there's no other place for it to go. So I have all of these platters and plates and things and, um, and I've just been keeping them for a long time. And so it was, it was really cathartic to go through all of these things and and then actually recognize, you know, what do I need? What am I okay with going, giving away? And, how can I access them? Because I had this pantry just full of things from like, I mean, some non-perishables that had perished. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you had done so much work. You were one of the first clients where I came in and the pantry was totally empty by the time I got there. And I was like, what are we going to do? <laughs> I think I was, it's this thing where you're like, I don't want them to judge me. So I'm going to need to, I'm an Enneagram three. I'm like, I need to, you yeah. know, this is, I, I can't have her see how, how terrible this was. So I did a lot of cleaning and, and then it definitely helped and, and you helped one of my friends too. But what I found is the system that we did was it's so much easier and it's like baskets. So maybe like take, I don't know, for the listeners, like take them through like what we did and, um, how they could maybe do this on their own too. Yeah. I think, you know, pantries especially are, that's such a huge, uh, sore spot for so many people because the kitchen is the heart of the home, you know, whether or not you cook, you bring your takeout food, you know, if you don't cook at all, you're going to eat it in the kitchen. And, um, so, you know, what we always do is we take everything out and that's, you know, what you had done (laughs) before I even got there and that saved us a bunch of time. Um, so going through and then looking at what's expired and, and there are times where, you know, I work with clients and they're like, I have like six of these, how do I have so many? Um, and so then we go through, you know, anything that's expired, we get rid of, and then we look at like what you use on a regular basis. So then we start to contain all of that. So putting pastas together, rice, you know, sauces, spreads, all of that, we kind of give every category, either a container or it gets a zone of some Mm -hmm. sort. And then you start to, especially when you, cause you have some deep cabinets, you know, we put the things that you access all the time that goes in front and then your overstock, your oversupply, like your extra cans, your extra bags of pasta that lives at the back of the, of the cabinet. So you're not necessarily using that back storage. You're really just using it as like your oversupply. I so, love um, that. Like it sounds so simple and like, yeah. I don't know if people at home can maybe visualize this, but if you have a really deep pantry or really deep closet or something, you put like the extra stuff at the back. Right. This is mind blowing for me. <laughs> so it's not all in the front and you, you just put like little bits of it. Cause yeah, like, well, I, nobody wants to go to the grocery store right now. I literally avoid it at no. all costs. So Same. buying these huge bulk things of everything and, and, but like every time I'd want to take it out, it would be such a pain. So right. I yeah. would maybe not even, I'm like, oh, I don't want to go back there. <laughs> I don't have to go back there. <laughs> and you shouldn't, you shouldn't and have to. You, and then you forget that you have it. And I have right. these like, yeah, like six of one thing and stuff from like 2014 that was in there. And it was, it was banana. So it's what you said about when you were cleaning your room as a kid, like, I think that's so accurate. Like what is so cathartic and wonderful about organizing, um, and having somebody help you is you feel like you're in control and you feel like a person, like there's a meme out there somewhere that's like, you know, have you ever tried cleaning your room and being like, I'm a completely (laughs) different person now? Like 
as a kid, you do that and you're like, look at what I did. Like, look at what yeah. I am now. It's That's, such an accomplishment. It is. It really is. Yeah. And for me, it, it was also like a clarity, like my mental space because everybody's yeah. at home right now. Yeah. And so to have a space where you feel good in and you're not avoiding and you're, you said that, you know, yeah. the heart of the home, like you feel happy to be in it, which was right. huge for me. Um, right. Yeah. Instead of avoiding it, right? Where when you have, you know, I think what's happened so often is we just kind of cram things. Um, I think of like friends, you know, where Monica had this closet that was <laughs> something she could cram things into. And, and so, you know, we avoid it and hoping that it will somehow fix itself. And, and so I think there's a lot of unfortunately this shame associated with it because as women I think we're expected to have everything together we're supposed to have good careers we're supposed to be good with kids we're supposed to be you know doing all the events then we're also supposed to have our home together and it's just not realistic right now so it's okay to ask for help and that's why I love this job is I'm you know I'm just your friend coming in and we're just going to figure it out together it was like you know I joke about like you know, not wanting to be judged, but seriously, like I felt like, oh, I was like, yeah. okay, I explained and I tried to do the thing, but there is this like shame associated with having yeah. a messy place, a messy house. And it's what you were completely like my bud. Like, I think I left to go, <laughs> I had to go do something. Like, I'm fine here. I'll just lock up when I leave. Like it was, it was wonderful. And what I love that you're doing now is that you've pivoted into yeah. offering virtual consultations and you're actually doing classes too. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't stress enough that I really wanted Sarah just to clean my kitchen <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then was like, Oh no, I feel ownership as a part of this. So right. like when you're, when you're like an active participant in the organizing, mm-hmm. even though it can be feel really overwhelming and daunting, you then have buy-in and you're like, no, I'm going to, I'm proud of this. I'm going to keep it. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the whole reason why, you know, sometimes I think I love this job so much. I would do it for free, but as soon as you invest, so you invest your time, you invest your money into a process like organizing, then you're like, all right, I actually need to do something about this and I need to make some sort of progress. So yeah, I love that virtually I'm still able to do that. I'm doing virtual sessions with a lot of my current clients and new clients. And, you know, it's the same kind of thing. We're just walking through piles of paper together, but we're just doing it virtually. So it is a little bit more investment on their end. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's not, you're not, there's points where I was like, I'm just going to step back. <laughs> yeah. Which I wish I could, you know, like yeah. just put the phone down. Let me just do it. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I could go through everything. Like literally we had like life changing spice cupboard thing. Like Sarah actually yeah, went yeah. in and, and changed my cupboard configuration. I was like, I had no right. idea how to do that. She's like, that's really, it's really quite easy. It takes five seconds. But so tell me a little bit about these classes that you're doing and the, the kind of course and, and yeah. what the response has been into, you know, this virtual sort of learning. Um, yeah. Process. Uh, you know, I kind of thought, you know, we have fatigue right now with Zoom and I thought maybe people are feeling that. And, you know, I have a significant um, engagement on my Instagram. I don't have a huge amount of followers, but I find people are, they really want to know more and they really need, um, encouragement. And so I said, let's just give this a, a go. I love teaching. Um, that's something that's always been, I used to teach my stuffed animals. Once my room was clean, <laughs> we would put them all down and, and teach them something. So I love 
that I can offer something of value right now. And so we're doing um, paper and office supplies. That's been a huge need for people is the overwhelming, overwhelming amount of paper that comes into the house. And we've been doing toys and play spaces, which for moms who are stuck at home with all their kids, it is so nice to have, you know, some kind of goal to get to. Um, and then we're doing kitchens and pantries next. That's our next class uh, this at the end of the month. So we're just going to kind of keep going. And I've been developing material. And as long as there's interest, I will kind of keep offering courses. So next, I think people want to do a little bit more of what we're talking about today is, is the general organizing and how that relates to mental health. And so I think um, that's what I'm working on at the moment. I'm also doing a course for seniors, oh which is really gosh. exciting. <laughs> I so, love that so Yeah, much. because they, you know, they need help too. They just need a little bit of encouragement, especially those who are downsizing. They want to know how to let go of things. And that's oh really gosh, hard yeah. for people. I, well, I mean, that's, that's, I'm definitely not a senior, although I feel like I have some <laughs> grandmothery tendency. Yeah. Same. But I but I um yeah, letting go is a really, really hard thing. And and I think this is kind of like a natural segue. Again, I, I read made reference earlier to inheriting a lot of things. Yeah. A lot of things of my mom's that are were really sentimental to her. And I actually just did this clean out of my basement. Um nice. I was gonna I was gonna text you and be like, send you before and after pictures, but I'll, I'll do that after this episode. Oh, please and, do. <laughs> and I had to just like, well, you know how aggressive I was with like getting rid of stuff in my kitchen. Yep. So I yep. would do a lot of like, just get it out of here. But then you stumble upon boxes of things that mm-hmm. are like sentimental and you're like, Oh, this is, yeah. this is an emotional attachment. And it's not because I care about this thing, but it's for me, it's because it's, it, it reminds me of my mom and yeah. because it was hers. I'm like, this is a hard thing for me to decide to give away even yeah. now, six years later. But yeah. what I did was organize the boxes, put some labels on them so I could actually know what was in these rubber containers, yeah. like stack them around. And I think I'll get to the point where I can start to purge them a little bit, but I am a person who's, who's definitely like things mean something. Yeah. And it's, it's almost that like Marie Kondo does the spark joy for me, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's an emotional thing. So I imagine for seniors and for anybody who has a lot of things, it's like, yes, the one year rule of having to use this in a year, if not, then get rid of it. That, that does provide some parameters, but like, what are some other suggestions you might give to somebody who is looking at, at organizing space that has sentimental things? Yeah. And that is, you know, for the, for the most most of my clients, I would say that's where they get stuck. Right. And that's at the point where people call me is when they're like, I've tried to do this part of my house so many times and I just get stuck or it causes arguments because something that's important to them isn't important to their spouse or their family. Um, so I always say, you know, I'm not here to force you to let go of everything. And if something, when you're looking through things, if it tugs at you and it, it brings up something, then it's a good idea to put it aside because you're not ready to, to let it go. And it could bring some sort of value to your home. So I love to look at how things can be repurposed, you know, so if it's something China related, a teapot, maybe that teapot can live in your office with flowers in it mm-hmm. instead, or uh, a plate can hold your jewelry that used to be your grandmother's teacup, you know, saucer. So there's a lot of ways to incorporate sentimental items in your home without actually 
the original purpose that they had. So I think it's thinking about things creatively. And then if it's like, you know, it gets to the point where if you have so many of the same things that are all related to the same memory or the same person, then you can say, okay, which one is going to, which one do I enjoy the most? So if you have a lot of sweatshirts, say of a, of a family member that's passed, then, then looking at the one that, you know, you're going to wear or the one that means the most to you. So it's more about kind of narrowing it down to see which items are the most important. And so it's not letting go of everything all at once. Um, and that's, I think what people try to do is they look at like the whole, I need to just go through all of my mom and dad's stuff, or I need to go through all of my sibling, you know, that's past me to do all of this stuff. And they automatically feel guilty because it's just been sitting in a corner and it's almost like that person itself. is like sitting there waiting for them. And so you really can't do that all at once. You should have someone that you know, either a professional or even a friend to kind of help you walk through those kind of things. Cause it's really, it shouldn't be done alone because it's such a hard process for people. Um, I love that. So, That's so yeah. like, it's like being kind to yourself yes. and yeah. like, like not being too hard on yourself for having this or for not being able to give it away or for whatever. I love the narrowing it down thing because it is true. Like I have so many things of my mom's and actually this is giving me like, cause I have boxes of her I like collectibles, little right. like salt and pepper shakers <laughs> that are vintage. Yeah. And I'm like just choosing one already gives right. me like, okay, perfect. Then I don't, I don't, I'm absolved of the guilt of like yeah, exactly. selling or giving away or whatever. Um, right. Another thing I really love that you taught me and it's again, all the stuff that somebody might be listening to like, of course, but like for me, it was, <laughs> once again, monumental is using clear containers as much as possible yeah. so that you can yeah. see what's in them and versus, you know, like opening up and being like, could this could be anything like labels that yeah. can help. But I also have like old labels from other things and right. open the box. I'm like, that's not what this is. <laughs> yeah. That's enormous. I just see them all the time as those enormous gray or blue Rubbermaids that are just full of sentimental items. Yeah. And and they're impossible to see through. They're also so heavy once you get them filled that you'll never look through them. So I'm always telling people to narrow down your storage and make it a more manageable size. Even if that means you need more, at least you then can consolidate and make those categories smaller mm-hmm. so that it's not just family photos. You know, maybe it's photo albums that are not, you know, filled yet or loose pictures. And then there's some, um, travel memorabilia. So everything is kind of narrowed down Mm -hmm. and then, and then it's so much more manageable when you can see it in a smaller bin. Um, so yeah, I'm always saying convert. If you're going to invest in a system, you know, if you don't really have one yet, then invest in some clear storage. And I hate advocating for plastic, but for some reason, you know, for some, um, items like a garage and a basement where they're going to get water damage and dust, you really need to have that kind of storage. Yeah. And what, I mean, another thing is like, you don't have to, you don't have to buy everything new either. Like I'm, no. I'm stealing your tips. Cause I like, I just follow you and I love everything that you post, <laughs> but like you recently posted this whole thing about, um, secondhand storage and how you can yes. organize everything using stuff you've, you have, or that you get from, uh, a secondhand store, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I just actually did a blog post on that because as an organizer, you know, 
from what you see, the home edit and even Marie Kondo, you know, there's a lot out there about you need that shiny new plastic bin. And, and I struggle with that because I have, you know, I, I want to take care of the next generation and I don't want to contribute to landfill. So, um, before, you know, I say before you go invest in a whole bunch of new bins, like look at what you've got first and then also try to get a working system in order because what happens is you'll go buy a whole bunch of new stuff and then it's going to wind up in your basement part of the clutter because you didn't know, you know, that you didn't have the right system in place in the first place. So, you know, kind of using cardboard and shoe boxes or whatever it is to at least figure out what system works for you first before you start to invest in like the big, beautiful, really expensive bins. I love that. And it's so true. Like I, I think in preparation for you coming, I was going to go buy some new things. And then you, part of your service that you offered when it's in home is that you actually like have your own stuff. And I just purchased it off of you, which was great. (laughs) Great. It's amazing. And some of it was dollar store. Some of it was stuff you had. I had like these really nice wicker baskets. There's this Mm -hmm. boho sort of theme happening in the world right now. And it really matched those. And then we just had like labels kind of hanging off of them. They're mostly for my snacks. I have so many snacks. (laughs) Yes. And, but labeling pulls it all together. Like even if you have a mismatch system if you get one labeling system then everything kind of looks pulled together yeah but the reality is like you are the one looking at it um yes it looks nice on instagram but you're still going to throw bags of chips into your pantry and they're going to land on the floor so i think you have to be realistic about what it's going to look like long term yeah i mean i have to say like it looks like basically like how you left it that's great. So you're a star student. <laughs> I just really want to be, you know, get an A plus. <laughs> yeah, you did. You totally did. <laughs> Three years later, you're like, Hannah, stop sending me pictures of your pantry. <laughs> um, so we wanted to like, we're, again, this is like kind of a natural segue. We're talking about like mental health and, and organizing. And I think for people who are struggling out there, uh, from my perspective and probably yours too, organizing gives you a sense of control in your space. And you said something just before the call started about feeling like you're doing this for you and that you're in control and and you're kind of like the boss of your space. Maybe talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, I think as I mentioned earlier, you know, it's really easy to get down on ourselves when we're disorganized and start to feel like that's my fault. And Um, especially as a young mom and I have three kids and we have family and friends who are always giving us things. It's very easy to just allow these things into your home and just feel like, Oh, I've got to store this hot dog cutter now, which I know I'm never going to use, but a family member gave it to me. So, um, so I think it's really important for us. You know, I always am saying in my classes, if you're here, you're the manager of the home, whether you like it or not. You're the one in control. You're the one who sets the the boundaries and the expectations. So don't apologize when you have something that you can't use. You know, ask for receipts. Ask for things that are not stuff. You know, you can ask for experiences for your kids instead of them getting just junk for their birthday. Mm-hmm. Ask for a zoo gift certificate. You know, there's a lot of things that we can do. If we look at ourselves as the boss of what what comes in and out of our home, then we have a lot more authority to say, no, I don't, I don't want that and it's not going to serve me. And it actually happened at Christmas. My mom, you know, this happens a lot, especially when we don't know what to give someone. We just kind of impulse buy and we just give them whatever we think is going to be 
it's going to look nice. And, and so my mom bought a bunch of stuff for our kids for Christmas. And I looked at the list cause I was supposed to go get it. And I'm like, this it's none of this stuff is going to get played with. And so I called the store, I canceled the order and I was honest with my mom. And I said, look, let's figure out something that the kids actually like. So maybe that feels painful, but in the end, it's so much better than just clutter sitting in your closet because you didn't have the guts to say no. Yeah. And I mean, like, I don't, I don't have, uh, kids. I have dogs. <laughs> it's like, they, it's like they don't bring anything in the house. <laughs> they try, they try sometimes. I'm like, that is a dead animal. Don't bring that. Yeah. <laughs> no, they don't do that. Um, but uh, they, you know, I'll repackage like an old, like I'll literally like one of mine loves to play with socks. So it's really, yeah. it's really kind of the same challenge, but it's funny because even without that, these these extra responsibilities and stressors. I have a house and I'm like, the, the recently I was like, I don't go in that closet because it's full of things that I had from my school, like binders and binders and binders. And so yeah, I just recently, again, inspired by you was like, I'm going to just go through this and make it workable for me. So I can actually right. use this space because how is it possible that I have a house as a single person and I run out of space? <laughs> like, I do have a roommate, but I'm like, this is crazy. Um, and so, yeah, I find for, for people, you know, January is a, is a hard time. If mm-hmm. you are experiencing anything, I, I highly recommend just starting. I did a whole right. podcast episode on just starting and not procrastinating. And, um, so why don't we get into a few tips for people and how they can start and, you know, like this sort of bite size tips for, for anybody yeah. who's like, okay, I'm listening. How do I actually do this? Though? What do I do now? Bins processes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Bins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't buy bins right away. That is not recommended. Um, you know, it's really important, like with anything, especially this time of year where we're wanting to start new habits, you know, nothing starts, um, all at once. So with exercise, you know, my husband and I are trying to get back into that. So we're like telling ourselves really small, realistic goals that we can try and reach so that when we don't meet those goals, we don't feel like crushed spirits. And you will meet those um, goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is nice because like with exercise, just for everybody, you know, spin instructor here, like you, with any enthusiasm to start a new habit, you're going to be so excited and enthusiastic. Right. And then like, you might actually overdo it and yes. get overwhelmed um, and this, what you're talking about with habits, like for, habit forming, I I've read this book called atomic habits, which I'll link in the show notes too. And it's all about like these tiny little things that set you up for success. So right. Pardon yeah. the interruption back to you. No, I think that's great. And, and I think about it, you know, related to exercise and you inspire me in that area. Cause I'm like, I should buy a bike, <laughs> but I think, um, you know, it really starts right away. And if you can make your bed at the beginning of the day, you've already accomplished a task. And if you can pick a few clothes up off the floor and put them in the laundry and maybe bring the laundry down while you're grabbing breakfast, you know, it's these really little things that just any kind of progress is progress. So if your kitchen is completely overwhelming, then just start with a cutlery drawer that typically is already, is already organized because we all use those cutlery drawer organizers. But start there and just go through things that you actually need in there, you know, things that 
chopsticks and plastic spoons and all those kind of things that probably don't need to live in there. You you need to start in a space that's not going to overwhelm you. And so I'm always getting calls where people are like, you got to come to my basement. But then I can see that they can't even use their living space. So I'm like, why don't we start in the living room so that at the end of the day, you can come home and at least you can see some clear tabletops here. Um, and then that gives, that'll motivate you. You know, as, as soon as you start to see a little bit of progress, you'll keep opening that drawer and you're like, Oh my gosh, I love this drawer so much. Yeah. Let's do the closet now. Yeah. So, you that's know, what and that's, to me. that's literally what happened to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Cause you, you get inspired because you realize the the feeling that it gives you when you are organized and the clarity that it brings you, you get addicted to that. And you're like, I need more of this. And then, um, you know, hopefully you get to do more spaces. And that's why if you bring me in, we can just keep going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think the, the biggest thing that I find though is right now, you know, we're all on social media all the time. And, and so people, exp- if your pantry doesn't look like Kim Kardashian's or, um, you know, your garage isn't color coded, then it's like, well, just throw it all out. It's useless. So, and I'm always telling, I'm always talking about this on Instagram, that perfection is a myth. And I think you, you highlight that a lot too, Hannah, you know, in, in the way that you talk that we are always trying to achieve this thing that is impossible and we're just going to waste away trying to achieve perfection. So stop who? going for perfect and for who, and for who yeah. right? Like who are your kids don't care and your neighbor doesn't care. You know, people just want a soft place to land. Yeah. They don't my need color coded. does like look at my stuff quite a bit. She's always peeking. <laughs> well, maybe that's events. different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Gail, I love you if you're listening. <laughs> Continue. But I think we just keep, you know, and that's where we get disappointed is, is when we try to get to that place and then we just stop altogether. So you know, any movement forward is going to be something, you know, getting up and working out for 10 minutes is better than grabbing a bag of chips. So that's what I try to tell myself, um, when I'm starting new habits. So, and, and any kind of habit, you know, you're not the crash diets. We know those don't work. And it's the same with, with anything like, you know, organizing your, when you do one big purge and it feels great and you're done, but then you haven't set any habits up to keep that system going. So it's just going to happen again in six months and in, in a year. So it's really about starting small. I love that. And like one room at a time is something I've heard you say, or one, even like one cupboard at a time. Like I'm at the point where I do like one, literally one closet sort of at a time. I just moved all these bags. I had all these bags, you know, these reusable bags that you go to the store and buy and then you forget to bring back and then you just buy another one. They're an epidemic. Like a terrible one. Yeah. So I have so many reusable bags and they were in this closet. Well, I think you peeked in there and I was like, we have to, I think I was like, <laughs> I'll bring you back for that closet. Let's just leave it. Yeah, closet. I would love to. <clears throat> but I actually cleaned it out because I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm even going to, I'm going to even break this down to like half of the closet, like the bottom right. half and yeah. get space to put my, my new vacuum in there and then move. So something, I don't know if this is one of your tips, but like, like your actual behavior, like what is easiest for you and like creating a system around that to like make your life better. This isn't supposed to like make your life harder. This is actually supposed to make your life easier. Right. Yeah. And so setting yourself up for failure is saying, 
we're going to accomplish the basement in a weekend. And, and then you don't get there and you get stuck and then you feel overwhelmed by it all. And then you close the door and just hope that it's going to fix itself. And so I'm always saying, you know, if you're going to tackle a big area, just take one box up with you at, you know, when you're watching your show and just go through it. Um, and instead of trying to take off way more than you can chew, you will, you'll, you'll stop and you'll feel overwhelmed and then super disappointed in yourself. Yeah, that's a, none of this is supposed to make you feel bad. Like this is all no. to make you feel good. Exercise, right. organizing. Yeah. It's like it start wherever you are and just right. start. Um, yeah. And to be clear, I am not coming at this as an organized individual, like as somebody, but, but I've grown to love it because I've grown to love how it makes my life easier, makes me feel yeah. more clear and like, you know, I think when you're, when I'm very, I can tell when I'm scattered and maybe a little bit low mentally when like my space is a mess because I just yeah. sort of like yep. let things go. And then I, it brings me into a lower state and it's this vicious cycle. But yeah. if I, if I'm doing something daily, then it definitely helps me continue that and feel proud of myself. Even when, you know, some other things might be weighing on my shoulders too. Right. Yeah. And that kind of brings us to our, my second tip, which is about creating a space that you really enjoy. And so for me, at the end of the day, the kitchen needs to be in order. That's just where all of our life happens. You know, that's where I teach my kids. We're homeschooling right now. And that's, that has to be a clear space. And, and so think about like that one space in your home. That's like, if this is okay, if my bedroom is all right at the end of the day, then I can wake up and attack the next day. So you don't have to have your entire home clean. And that's something I have to let go of sometimes is the expectation that everything's going to be ship shape. <laughs> and I have three kids and I have a husband who, you know, I have, I live with other humans and we interact with other people and personalities. So we cannot can't imagine. <laughs> well, you have dogs and I, I, have dogs. I am the same way. Yeah. I'm like, I can't clean up after, after a dog. Um, <laughs> they don't understand systems and processes. I'll tell you that much. They, no, they don't. They're but you, can, <laughs> you can sequester them, which I can't really do with uh, kids <laughs> or maybe you can, I don't know. See, I don't have a dog, so I don't know. Um, but I think creating, you know, making one space in your, in your home that is going to bring you a level of joy. I have, um, on my stove, you know, our, our, uh, refrigerator is right next to our stove. And I spent a lot of time there. And, and last year, you know, we really struggled um, with some health issues and I needed like a joy corner in the chaos. And so I, bought, I put a bunch of old postcards from my hometown, some really encouraging words on the fridge so that when I was standing there at the stove, I just looked up and I could feel encouraged. And so I think there's a, a way to do that in your home too. If you don't, maybe you don't have a huge home, but maybe you have a chair that you like and you can put a plant there and a candle and a warm blanket and, you know, just that one area that's for you that brings you joy. Um, and then you maintain that area first. That's where you go to at the end of the day. So I, that's really important for me as a, as a woman. And um, I think it, it is for my clients too. I, yeah, I completely agree with that. I feel like once again, it's sort of taking control of your space and realizing the space is for you. Like you're, yes. whether you're in an apartment, whether you're living at home with, I have a lot like younger people who follow me and listen, like if you're, if you only have a room or you even share right. a space, like you are the boss of your space. And so understanding that you can get rid of whatever you want, you know, within reason and you can change things around and you don't have to like 
there's this like should, you know, this like decorating should, you shouldn't have this stuff, but like you shouldn't be having lots of personal things and it should look like, look like an Instagram ready, you know, home decorating. I'm like, who for who? Like, this is for me. I got a pink couch in the summer because it was on Facebook marketplace. And I, and I, I had previously had a huge sectional that whatever, like I flipped spaces with my, my roommate in my basement and I wanted this really comfy couch, but the sectional was like yeah. overwhelming space and I was just done with right. it. And so, but I needed a little bit more seating for the dogs, of course. And so I got yeah. this like pink couch, but it was, I was, I was like, I struggled with it because I'm like, you know, I'm a woman in my thirties and I, who is this like, this very like, it almost felt like too feminine. I'm like, but I am a woman who owns her own house. I can literally right. do whatever I want. And yeah, I, you know, my, my partner was like, is that coach pink? I'm like, yeah. He's like, great. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> sure is. And you're going to sit on it. <laughs> he sleeps on it. Sits on it. Literally no <laughs> issue. But it was just funny. Cause I think I had this thing in my mind and now when I post photos of it, um, or have pictures in my living room. People are like, I love your couch. I'm like, right. It's cause it's, I think we're like, we have this thing that you shouldn't have personality in your space. And right. if it makes you happy, like I'm actually looking right now at this little cork board, um, which was one of our guests from wheelhouse. They, they, everybody on our team did these like little love notes to each other. And then awesome. oh, I love, I literally love wheelhouse so much. And Taylor, who's our, the owner cut them all out and pin them on these cork boards. And it's like, if I could describe Hannah in one word, it would be resilient. Like it's just, and it's right here. So, yeah. and I don't like, it's for me. This is my office. I can do whatever the frick I want. <laughs> and it's these like little words of affirmations, which is my love language. So it's, right. it's like, I love taking care of your space and doing things the way you want and doing things in a way and setting things up in a way that brings you joy. And then taking care of that space first as your right. like home base. Right. Yeah. You maintain that, that area of your home. And that's what I do with my kitchen. And I think, you know, when you start to be the boss of your space, then, then it's like, this is my space to take care of. And maybe not everybody is going to treat their own space the way I do. And that's why I, you know, especially with young parents, I'm always saying, you've got to give your kids some space to run wild. You can't expect them to, to clean up because they're, they don't care on Instagram. They don't care what photos you want to take of their cute little TP space at the end of the day, you know, they just want to play. And so you got to be able to give your kids and your husband some, a little bit of (laughs) a loose leash in a way of like, nothing can be perfect all the time, but your space, you know, yeah, you, it's your personality and it should be the the place that you're in charge of. And so, um, yeah, I love that the the pink couch because I, I, I think, we are afraid sometimes, like you said, of having personality in our space. And if it doesn't look all white and gray and um, minimalist, then we're not up with the trends. But, you know, homes should be lived in. And your home should not be a storage space, first of all. Um, it should be a place that reflects who you are. Yeah, and makes it makes you happy. Um, right. One thing I wanted to add as my own little organizing tip is what I've found really um, easily achievable is like, those spaces that make me happy. I also think for me beside my bed was like this catch all yeah. for yes. all these books and clothes and stuff. And I've been trying, I would say this year, it's been a week. I've been trying to just keep <laughs> all of that. It's like the, beside my bed, like removing glasses of water and just putting yeah. things that I need, you know, I've like, it's like sleeping mask for my lip. I put, put that there. I put one book and I clean things out and just like having that, 
be the first thing. Like when I wake up, I'm not stepping into a pile of clothes and not walking around and avoiding if the dogs need to get up in the middle of the night, I'm like tripping over a laundry basket. I don't have a huge room, but because I have a king size bed in there for myself. (laughs) Necessary. It's so necessary as a a tall person. Um, But keeping those spaces that I like, I'm using the most too. And that's, that's why I love that we did the kitchen because it's it's not like my favorite place in my room, but, or my house, but it is obviously the most used and it's definitely helped me um, just feel, feel better in every single way to have right. my salty and my sweet snacks in different baskets. That was a super fun way to organize it. I, <laughs> I had so much fun doing that. And I'm fact, I use that in clients, um, after I had you as like salty and sweet because a lot of people have snacks. And so that's a great way to do it. So, so you can snacks. totally, you owned that and now I use it. <laughs> I love that. And so what was your third tip that you had for, well, I think you kind of just touched on it, oh, you know, when you, <laughs> no, it's your it's perfect segue. Um, <clears throat> you know, when you maintain your spaces, how do you do that when you're busy? And, um, you know, especially when you, you kind of want to keep the house in order, um, in different different places of the house in order. I'm always saying, you know, you, you need some kind of reset day. So we just did that. Me and my kids, you know, we finished our schooling for the afternoon and I, you know, I tried to make it super fun and cool sounding and they're like, you, you just want us to clean. So, so we had 15 minutes of, you know, I called it clean sweep, 15 minute clean sweep. And we just go through all the areas. We put all the toys back where they should be. We put all the Lego away. Um, and then I, do that on Friday so that I can have a few days to kind of let go. And then on Sunday is my, I call that my hard reset. So I take, you know, a good hour on Sundays to put all the paper, deal with the paper clutter, deal with the kitchen, make sure that's ready to go. I look at my agenda for the following week. I get on top of that. I write down things that I know are going to be important and I meal plan. You know, if I can, I try to do my online grocery shopping. I try to just get ahead of all the things that are going to affront me being a friend uh, for the week. (laughs) And I think that's really important is to schedule that time to make sure you can get ahead of things because what happens Monday morning, you know, we've seen what happens in our world. Things can go to hell in a second in our world right now. So we need to kind of have whatever we can control. We need to try to manage that. You know, there's so many things out of our control right now, but your home is one of those places that it's got to be your refuge. It's got to be the place that you can refresh. So if anything right now, you've got to take care of your people and you've got to take care of your home. Yeah. I love that. I love that so, so much. I feel, um, like, yeah, like uh, this is, you know, going a little bit deeper, but I, I remember talking to my therapist one, a few years ago when I wasn't doing so hot and I was dealing with a big thing in my life. And Mm -hmm. she's like, imagine yourself like happy. What does it look like? And I was like, at peace in my home. And I had this like vision of myself with my backyard and what my house looked like. And I, I really think that's like this continuous shift of a mindset of being like, you should, you should, and hopefully you can for, you know, right. with, with whatever your circumstances are, love your space. And you can yeah. break that down into smaller bits. If you don't have your own house, if you don't have your own apartment yet and build up to it. But these are, I think it's sort of like, if you you're, it's the like same metaphor as if you, you're going to spend 
a million dollars, like you spent a thousand dollars, you're going to, you're going to yeah. organize a huge house. Like you organize a small space. Like it's the same habit right. that's going to come with you. Um, and I really enjoyed uh, even in my, at the age I'm now learning new things and, and making decisions and feeling so, so great because it is something that if you just organize the closet, you're going to feel better. If you do a workout, you're going to feel right. better. Like nobody right. starts organizing his face and feels worse after you might be like, Oh, that was tiring. And that was a lot. Now I need to rest, <laughs> but, like, but you never finish being like, well, that was a waste of my time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless I think what I do, what does happen often is if you try to do it with someone <laughs> you know, a lot of spouses who have tried to organize spaces together and it just gets worse very quickly. So that's when I'm like, don't do that. Just call me just and call we'll Sarah. figure it out. Together. Yeah. I mean, I can, I cannot imagine. I cannot. I've had, yeah, I've, it's be hard. I've had best friends, you know, like in my kitchen. Um, he doesn't listen to the podcast, but he's my best friend. And his, he, I, you know, he'll try and cook with me and I'm like, I need you to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Go sit down. If we're going to be friends, please leave. Just please leave me and let me do this thing. Oh, yeah. So great. So how can people connect with you? What course you, you mentioned it earlier, but like, how can they, yeah. what courses are coming up? Um, what services, you know, just like wrap it all in a bow so people can yeah. connect with you. Cause I know that they're going to so, reach out. We've got one spot left actually for our class next week, which is toys and play spaces. But then we've got kitchens and pantries at the end of the month. So, uh, you can sign up on my website, which is threepinesorganizing.com, or you can go to my Instagram, which is at threepinesorganizing, and you can sign up right in my profile. You can also book a free consult with me if you want to talk about your space. And we're hoping that things are, we just found out things are not going to open up in home for another two weeks. Um, but we can at least get some really good things started in the meantime. So the courses are really fun. We keep them small so that we get lots of time at the end for Q and a, and, um, and I think just hanging out with me on Instagram, you know, I'm fairly honest on my stories. I tried to keep it realistic that my life is not all pulled together. I may be organized, but that doesn't mean my whole life is. <laughs> um, so I love the community that we have on there and how many people I've gotten to meet through it. So, uh, yeah, that's where you can find me or you can give me a call. <laughs> my phone number is one eight four four two tidy up which I'm really proud of but Isn't nobody actually... does that anymore yes oh my gosh I love that I want to have but, a phone number like that like I, I know, actually my... don't I, no offense to anybody I don't want you to call me <laughs> no I and I rarely answer because I just get emails mostly yeah well I'm sure people, people like me were like hey um I want you to clean up this space and I like you're like trying to prep her for how messy it is and like you're like I'm not really sure what's in there then there's a panic honestly I cannot recommend um working with Sarah enough she is one of the best humans ever and she's just such a warm oh, light thank you and so anybody listening is like oh I have this space highly recommend following her checking out her classes and booking a virtual consult Sarah thank you so much for hanging thank out with you, us Hannah. on the yes this was wonderful the yes you can podcast yes you can clean up your space if I can do it yes I you can, can do it. <laughs> yes you can that's right <laughs> Thank you.